0: Welcome, welcome to the UNEX Radio Show on TuneFM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Jennifer.
0: And we're back for another week.
1: Yay!
0: Woo! So just before the show, uh, Michael was telling me that he just got a new game.
2: Yep. Um, if you guys are in home, on your computer, right now, go onto Steam, check out this game called Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. It's currently free to play over the weekend, which means because... uh,
0: I think that actually ends in nine hours. It
2: ends in nine hours, yes, but because that's because we're lucky in Australia. Our weekends finish later than other people's weekends. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome game. I'll probably go into more about it later in the show, because otherwise I'd be spending the next half hour talking about it. Um, It's awesome. Um, The Imperial are cool. They have lots of ships that go boom and run into things. It's great. So yeah, that's been fun. Um, I've also been playing Squad. Oh yeah? That's, How's that been going? Uh, it, it's a very up and down game. If you get a team which is willing to work together, mm. they can be really good. If you get a team which doesn't want to work together, then you realize that um, the mission timers are two hours long and it's like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll just spend the next two hours getting utterly slaughtered until... Yeah. yeah. So that, that part wasn't so fun. Um, Jen, what have you been up to?
1: Nothing much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> just Team Fortress Two, but I think I've run into the worst team I've ever played on. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> how, bad how?
1: They were just—they were—it was like everybody was new except for like me and one other person, and this was like nearly a full team of twelve people, and oh. we were getting our asses handed to us. And I'm just like, this team is so. Bad!
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, bad teams suck.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bit hard when you have all the new people and then all the people that have been playing for probably, what, six, seven years mm. or something, however long the game's been out.
1: we well, see what happened was that a couple of them left and some, you know... Oh. Some older people who had played for longer came on and, you know, rescued the team.
0: <laughs> Balanced it out a little bit. Mm.
1: Well, then we won pretty much. Oh, really? quickly, yeah. It wasn't that we were going up against a hard team. It was the fact that everybody was new and nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> It'd
0: be funny if the other team was also, like, all new.
1: Quite possibly. <coughs>
3: <coughs> mm.
0: And as for me, um, I've kind of been a bit sick this week. Well, that's so. not great. Just, like, not feeling it completely. So I've just been laying down on the lounge watching YouTube most of the time. That's a shame. Yeah, my friend's probably, like, he's just disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) I've disappeared to them, and, like, I'm just like, oh, I just don't want (laughs) to. That's a bit of a shame. Because you know how you just don't want to do anything interactive when you're a bit down? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Do I have to be social?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Do we have to do things? Mm. I know, right? It's like that sometimes. Yeah, that's been my week, really. Mm. Jaws. Well, um, in browsing the news, uh, Noctua is doing some nice stuff. Mm. They're going for, they're releasing a, re-releasing a whole bunch of their fans and coolers and everything else in black. Yes Yes It's gonna be nice Finally mm.
0: So Noctua is a fairly good fan Like they make good fans and coolers for um, PCs and stuff mm. But they have a very bad, very bad colour scheme for all their fans They really do It's like dark wood brown mm. on like the corners of the fans yeah, And then like creamy white in the middle mm. for the rest of it Right and it's just always, like, they never do RGB, which, you know, that's each to their own, mm. if that's a good or a bad thing. But, um yeah, it's just like they've always got this bad color scheme. So it's like, yeah, I want good fans, but these ones don't look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sacrificing aesthetics for performance. I'm okay. well,
1: saying that there are probably other mobs out there that you can get performance that actually oh. look okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, most fans are fairly similar. Mm. There's not many that are, like, you know.
1: Awful.
0: Yeah. Except if you go, like, the cheapo, like, $2 ones that you can find on eBay.
1: Well, if you're spending $2, then you should expect to get something rather garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah. Especially when, like, a fan can cost, like, 15 bucks. Yeah. Like a good cheap fan. Mm. Fun. So, so I was just like, pay that little bit extra and get that. But, yeah, it's good that Noctua is getting different colors. Yay. Okay. Anything
2: else on um, there you're seeing? Well, like I said, Battlefleet Gothic is free to play on Steam. So check it out. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Valve has been catching some flack because... Um, they didn't act on a security vulnerability. Oh yeah. Um, because they decided it was um, his uh, vulnerability was out of scope. Because they've got a uh, a program where they pay ethical hackers to try and hack Steam. Yeah. And then they pay them. It's like cool. You know, you did it. Um, this uh, fellow. Um, this fellow who reported a rather significant um, security flaw to Steam, to Valve, um, his uh, reports were dismissed because they were, quote, believed to be outside the scope of the scheme. And he was told that Valve's security team would no longer receive his reports through their bounty program. Mm -hmm. Um, So they never did anything about it. So he went and found a second rather bad security flaw mm. and made it public
0: oh okay. I like, said hey
2: guys look valve doesn't want to you know talk to me so I'll just tell all of you about <laughs> it so you can tell valve about it jeez so now valve is like oh <laughs> uh, we done goofed so they patched both vulnerabilities mm. and admitted that you know just turning someone away because they didn't their vulnerability didn't sound like the sort of vulnerability they wanted to deal with mm. Um. But then,
0: shouldn't you deal with any vulnerability? I, I understand that people have, like, you know, certain amounts of, s- like, resources that c- they can devote to these types of things.
1: I don't know. To me, it just sounds like they're being lazy.
0: Yeah, mm. I was going to say, but, like, shouldn't every vulnerability be a vulnerability that needs to be shut down?
1: Yes.
2: Hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> okay, so um, there are rules for the system were intended to exclude reports of Steam being instructed to launch other malware. Okay. So basically trying to say, you know, if you could set up Steam to launch a malware program on your computer, then, you know, as local user, then that was something that they didn't worry about because that was other people's things for having a malware already there. Yeah. Um, but um, his, his vulnerability um, which they said was outside the scope of their program, was actually a more serious attack that did that and then did local privilege escalation through Steam. Okay. So it allowed, basically, it allowed a program to launch a standard user, GoAdmin, oh, okay. through Steam. And they're like, oh, that means our program is causing it to get worse. Well, you know, that mm. is something we will deal with. Um, Damn, they pay a lot. So they've paid six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to two hundred sixty-three security researchers through their program over the last two years. Jeez, there's that's some, a fair chunk. Yeah, some decent money and all that, isn't there? Yeah, that's like what,
0: um, what about? Um, oh wait, Jen, no. Math, please. I'm Not trying. Math ten grand each. Ten there grand you. each, but that's only per in two months. Uh, two years. Two years, sorry. Just so 200 yeah.
2: people over two years. Yeah, but that. like
0: 10 grand, and like if you got 10 grand over two years,
2: you won't have a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but the odds are is that these people were not employed for over it's, two years. They're yeah, like basically, the
2: basically the, the, they call you a secure... Like if I walked into Valve and said, hey, your trading system has this horrible security exploit that lets me access literally everyone's stuff. Mm. They would classify me as a security researcher pay me out a cash bounty of 10 grand and then I could, you know, okay. do whatever I wanted. So it's not like a, a recurring paycheck. Yeah. It's more of a um, it's a bounty. Yeah. Mm. I understand that, but it's just like, mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. AMD is doing stuff. Mm. AMD is really pushing oh, yeah. like, everyone. It's like, we want to do things. <laughs> um, let's see. Healthy competition. <laughs> yeah. Um... So basically their high their high-end desktop Threadripper family mm. isn't has kind of taken a backstage spot yeah. because of third gen. Um, so Threadripper is, you know, people are like, well, where's it sit now? We've got like all the stuff. Mm. Um, but the CEO has said that they are rele- releasing a new version of Threadripper, mm. which, he says, will, you know, prevent them from taking a step back. They'll still be there for at least one more generation, he yeah. says. Um, we do know that it's going to come out around 2020, oh, or okay. before 2020, rather. Um, let me just... Geez, that's not a lot of time, then. Oh, well, they must have already been working on it. Mm. Um. Uh so basically we don't really know what they're doing mm. but um they are looking at getting rid of um stuff like crossfire like so crossfire is being sacrificed mm. which is their um their version of SLI
0: Yeah well basically that's not used anymore anyway Yeah like so. No in one at really least wants to have, games.
2: Yeah, no one really wants to have two AMD graphics cards for games. Mm. So nobody just,
0: wants SLI for games. Like yeah. <laughs> game developers don't factor it in
2: because mm. that's a that's a lot of expect you know stuff to expect mm. for um, stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, also graphics cards nowadays are also getting more and more powerful. That. Mm the benefit that you got on two graphics cards hasn't shown as much in, like as much as what it did back in the day. Mm. So like before, like you could probably get like, you know, twice the amount of performance, say if you do it now, it might be like a third extra Yeah, type thing. So it's like not as big of a deal, mm. but like, then you also see those builds that have two graphics cards and you're just like they look good. It
2: does look good. That's the problem. <laughs> it sort of catches you with, um, you know, how cool it is. Mm. But then it doesn't add much.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't add the enough performance to be worth the cost, really.
1: Mm. Basically, it looks pretty and is not really functional.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of games and programs and stuff... Might not even use the second graphics card. Yeah. Like they use the first one, but the second one stays at 0%. Mm. Um, you want two graphics cards when you're more doing like professional workloads, like video editing and that, and photo editing and that type of stuff. Yeah. Because that stuff is a lot more graphically intensive.
2: More intensive, but it's also built around the idea that, um, you know, we will accept as much as you can throw at us mm. as well. Is just throw more, throw more horsepower at us, please.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, if you're looking at buying a new rig, and you're like going like, oh yeah, two graphics cards, whoa, save you money. Mm. Buy instead of buying two cheapo graphics cards, scrap the second graphics card, buy a better graphics card, mm. and maybe upgrade some of your other parts. Yeah. The uh, UNEG's advice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I mean, that's
0: good advice. Mm. And with that, we might go to a music break. Yep. Sounds
2: so, like a great idea.
0: This has been Tune FM 106.9 with the UNEG's radio show, and we will be back. Four
4: sweaty gas in a small room. This is the, the last, last call. Tune FM 106.9. 106.9.
2: Listening to Tune FM one hundred six point nine and the Unix Radio Show. And um, quick thing, G O G is having sales. So if you like G O G, go and check it out. They're doing stuff. Woo! (laughs) Sales are the best. Yeah, sales are always good. Yeah.
1: No, they're not because they make you spend money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah.
2: The actually financially responsible one in
0: the room. (laughs) They don't make you spend money if you don't have any money to begin with. Yes, by spending.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you spend money on other sales, you don't have money to spend on other sales. Yes. Oh, I'm sad. They're not putting... There's a new game out, Age of Wonders Planetfall. You remember um, Dire Penguins?
0: Yeah, the one that I missed out on because yeah. I forgot when I got home. Yeah, feels bad. You should
1: have got it while you were here and then you would,
0: you know. O- okay, so before we started right, <laughs> uh, Michael was telling me about Battlefleet Gothica. Um, and I've been it's been on my radar for a little while, but I didn't put it on my wish list. And... Um, he just told me it went on sale. And I was just like, Sale? No, <laughs> I told you it was free. For for keepsies. No, the battle Oh, complete. Oh,
2: sorry, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm yeah,
0: whatever. I'm sorry. It zoned I'm out a little bit.
2: I'm reading news.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, so I was just like, I'm not gonna miss it this time because I knew that if I went home, I would not buy that game. And it was like 20 bucks off. So I was just like jump on my phone and just la-da-da-da-da and goodbye $30.
1: You didn't need that money anyway.
0: <laughs> I d- That's debatable. <laughs> so, yeah, this time I got it. And now what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with Gamescom? a little
2: bit I think I've heard the name I don't know what it's really about basically it's another E3 it's it's along the E3 and other things like that but smaller yeah yeah it's a games release event okay so one of the things that they do is is that the the hosts of the event put up a youtube video of it saying hey this is what's happening at Gamescom. this is the things and this is the stuff copyright struck by ubisoft really yep <laughs> Oh my. Ubisoft was attending the event and had authorized them to, you know, show their stuff because, you know, that's free advertising. Yeah. But had forgotten to, like, okay it with YouTube and got it copyright <laughs> struck uh, down. I
0: betcha that was, like, an automatic thing. It
2: must have been. Um, Imagine Ubisoft going, no, 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 no. Uh, um, so that was for uh, the the announcement of Kerbal Space Program 2. Oh, uh, yep. But um, even on Twitch, the audio in the announcement trailer is muted because of another automated copyright strike that they could have been hit by. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, great job, guys. You're doing advertising really well if you're copyright striking yourselves. Jeez. Hey, that's our advertisement. How dare you show our advertisement for us because we told you to.
0: Oh. (laughs) That's just how bad the algorithms are. Mistakes were made. (laughs) That when you have, you know, your own your
2: adver- own product, your own product is being advertised. Advertised, yeah. Um. Uh. And you know, uh, following onto that, Kerbal Space Program two mm. has been announced. It's glorious. It looks a lot more like it's going to become more of a colony sim as you get in get in further into the game. Okay. Because it's not just get to space; it's also build a colony in space so that you can. Go further in space, which is just going to end horribly because it's Kerbal.
0: (laughs) See, I never really played the first one. Mm. So it's just like, eh? Probably there's going to be some people going like, it's a great game. (laughs) Play it.
2: um, So the CEO of NVIDIA mm. is really going out on a bit of a limb. Yes. In a uh, transcript that um, he people have of him talking to investors, mm. he said that it makes absolutely no sense for someone to not buy ray tracing. Really? Yes. Um, his, uh, the quote is, um, uh, ray tracing is going to last through two years, three years, four years, through four years, to not have ray tracing is just crazy. So he thinks if you're a gamer and you do not have ray tracing, basically if you've not bought a RTX 20 series card, Mm. you're an idiot. Well, the (laughs) counterpoint...
1: Is that there's not many games that actually have ray tracing?
0: (laughs) Second counterpoint, money. Uh, um, Yeah, yeah, in the future, mm. but as it stands right now... Mm. Not everybody can afford it, and not everybody's going to put the money into it. Well, the That's other... why they released the 1660s. Yeah, because the 16-series the, the cards,
2: 1660, 1660 Ti, and 1650, are built on the same architecture. They just don't have the ray tracing cores. Mm. So what are you doing there, guys? <laughs> and then, you know, if AMD sorts out their whole driver shenanigans, they're going to have competitive cards which don't have ray tracing that out- will outperform a 2070 in, in some cases mm. even a 2070 super it can outperform in some games Jeez. so you know Nvidia is probably just like oh please you'd be an idiot if you didn't spend as much money and got a better product <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be dumb <laughs> why would you want to do that
0: well like in the future like mm. the thing is is that Ray tracing makes a drastic hit to Mm. your frames Mm. because it has to do so much more. So basically, instead of playing a game at like 200 frames a second, you just flick that little toggle switch and suddenly you're down to like 40.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous just how much it makes an impact. Mm. And it's just... Ugh...
0: And, yeah, as we said, it's not on many games.
2: Mm. Although Minecraft is getting it. Yeah? You have to have an RTX line of cards to be able to play Minecraft's, you know, ray tracing mode. But not just that. Um, You also have to own the Windows 10 version of it, their Bedrock Edition, which is a horrible version of the game because it's a PC game with the console UI. Oh, yeah. Because it's multi-platform. Yeah. So, you know. Console UI, no, it's it's so it's so terrible. See, I've
0: only really played the PC one.
2: Mm. Yeah, the, you know the proper Java version. Yeah, there's a there's a few extra like um, things that is um in the Windows ten version versus yeah. Java, but. I'm actually just more interested in having, like, you know, a nice UI. (laughs) The funny thing is, is that I don't know
0: why, but I bought it on the Java version, like, ages and ages ago. Mm -hmm. But I can log into the one that's on the Windows store. Yeah. Like, I have both, and I only paid for it once. Okay. And I was just like, wait... I, I did it like the other week and I was just like, wait, how did I do this? <laughs> so <laughs> I was hmm. just like, okay, play around with this for a little bit. And what it, was
1: your opinion?
0: I played it for about two minutes to see how it was like, um, hmm. see, I was trying to get, um, multiplayer working or something like trying to do server stuff. And, um, yeah, I was just like, literally jumped onto it to see how the m- multiplayer of it worked. Mm. Didn't get very far, jumped off it, jumped back on the other one. So. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Hmm. But yeah, uh, is it bad that I would like maybe get an RTX? If I got an RTX card, I would definitely like play Minecraft on it.
2: Listen, if you have an RTX series card, what else are you going to do but play. Ray traced Minecraft on it. I mean, I mean, it looks. It it will look glorious. It looks
0: glorious. I've seen little um like videos of it, mm. and I was just like, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> like lava looks good. Mm. <laughs> Lights
2: look good. Uh, yeah, I know it's it's definitely worth it. Mm. But um.
1: Is it actually
0: worth it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, backpedal there a little bit.
2: Well, i found a few other things. I've discovered this thing recently from a Linus Tech Tips video mm. called News Aggregators. <laughs> News Aggregators are awesome because it makes this, this side of things so much easier to do. <laughs> um, so are you guys familiar with the whole right to repair Debate. Yeah. 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 So I'll explain it for viewers. Basically, the idea is if you have an iPhone, if you have an Apple product, and Apple's easy because they're dead set against it. Um basically, if you say, Oh, you know, my RAM has gone bad in my MacBook, okay, you take it to an Apple store, they say, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, everything is broken on this machine, and you might as well buy a new one. Or we will charge you more than a new one is worth to repair it. When all you actually need to do is just get a RAM card, pop out the old one, and pop in a new
0: one. Mm. Which is, like, instead of spending, like, what, seven 800 bucks, is worth, like, 200. 200, if that. Yeah, yeah. with so, labors, labor un- mm. included.
2: So, right to repair is a thing that uh, they're pushing for in the U.S. right now. And I really hope they get it because then that it's going to spread to everyone else. Where um, if you buy a product... You are, you have to be provided with actual repair support and the company, the parent company who sold you that product has to provide those parts mm. out. Because Apple likes to pervade this idea that, you know, their devices are magic boxes and if you open up the box, the magic escapes. Yeah. But they're just technology. Mm. So get <laughs> te- te- your act together. Technically out of date technology, but you know. I know, right. Um... <laughs> So, uh, twenty states in the U.S. are now looking at implementing a right to repair bill, mm. which is awesome. Because, so
0: I've watched this guy. His name's Lewis Rossman, mm. and um, he's been talking about this a lot because he's an Apple repair technician, mm. and um, seeing the amount he sees the amount of times that people get screwed over by Apple and them not wanting to repair anything. Mm. So um, I forgot where I was going with this. He's he's seen plenty of times where, um, you know, like, oh, the screen doesn't work. Mm. Takes it to the um, Apple people. The Apple people say, oh, yeah, we need to replace this, 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 and this. It's going to cost you $1,700. The new one's like $1,600. Might as well get that and then he, they take it to his shop he goes um, oh this pin is bent bends it back in puts it in and goes it's it works it works now and
2: he he would say to the customer's like right okay so i can give you this device now like all i've done is i've you know bent back a power pin and like charge you basically nothing at like all five bucks yeah or I can order in a new part, completely replace it, and actually charge you, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Mm, like the,
0: the cable, like, I think that particular case was like, he needed to chop off a couple of the pins on mm. the cable connecting the computer to the screen. Yeah. And he's like, I can do this, it'll work temporarily, but you know, after a while it will.
2: It might, you know, go bad again. Yeah.
0: So Or I can just replace the cable, cost like 30 bucks to get the cable in. Mm and, like, you know, charge you, like, 50, 60 bucks for the repair. And then they just go, oh, yeah, I'd rather do that than, Mm. you know, go spend the entire worth of the computer again Mm. and buy a new one.
2: Yeah. So so something that I might also bring up just because it's awesome and I want to talk about it, um, Disney's doing more Star Wars stuff. Mm. But they're not making, you know bad movies <laughs> they're making potentially good tv shows i love how you <clears> say <throat> potentially i'm not gonna give them all you know <laughs> i'm not gonna let them off the hook just yet yeah disney's not done great with the star wars ip so far except make a lot of money out of it
0: yeah monetize. yes
2: monetized um so, have you seen the trailer for the Star Wars Mandalorian show?
0: No, I haven't. I've seen it pop up, but I haven't actually clicked it because I'm just, like, not interested. Yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Uh, so, okay. I'm just, like, also don't have, like, Netflix or anything. So, I'm just, like,
2: Well, yeah. it's not even on Netflix. It's going oh. to be on their Disney Plus platform because they want to add more stuff to that. Oh. I know. It's such a pain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they have also announced. You've seen the prequels, haven't you? 1, 2, and 3? Yes. Yeah. I saw them a very long time
0: ago. Actually, I don't think I've seen the original trilogy properly. That's fine. You haven't
1: seen the original trilogy?
0: Yeah, I saw the prequels when they came out in, like, 2000. Well, When did they come out? Like, 2000, 2002? Um, type
2: time? Do not know.
0: Like, that's when I watched them when they first came out, when they were, like, released to DVD. Mm. Because we will go, like, rent them from the video shop. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's basically the, all of Star Wars that I've seen. It's mm. probably
2: why I'm not a very big Star Wars fan. Hey, quite possibly.
1: Well, I mean, the Jen, movies are very long, but do you,
2: I don't even know what do you like Star Wars? Yeah, you know Star Wars.
1: Yes, I know Star Wars, but I'm not like you know a massive fan, and you know, oh, this so is sad.
2: And this shit. news is gonna be like blow away so many people, and you two are just not gonna care. Mm. You and McGregor has been announced to be in a new upcoming uh, TV show about Obi-Wan. Okay. So he's coming back because everyone's like, oh, my God, Like we hate the prequels, but Ewan McGregor, we love him so much. Who did he play? Obi-Wan. Oh, okay. So he's he's coming back to that role. Oh, nice. It's good when actors do that. hmm, Like I said, you guys wouldn't care, but I'm sure there's somebody listening who's like, yes, Ewan McGregor. Actually, I
0: have a very big... um, a friend that's a very big fan of
2: Star Wars. Mm. So he'll be like, oh, This is the. Take worst. my money. <laughs> uh, actually, I discovered a. Um, in doing some research about LucasArts um, and LucasFilms, I went through a bunch of stuff about the lawsuits that they've done. Mm. You know, people they've sued for trying to infringe on or you know, unintentionally infringing on Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. And I actually discovered a thing a while ago of the. Um, of this uh, Spanish documentary made about um, the guy who actually played Darth Vader mm. because he never actually his voice was dubbed over. yeah. And in the one segment of one movie where he you take Luke takes his helmet off, mm. a different actor was actually used for that one shot. really. So his face is his face and voice are never seen in Star Wars, all he did was wear the armor and walk around. <laughs> um, and these, and his, his um, obviously not famous because nobody knows who he is. Mm. You know? Imagine
0: playing Darth Vader and you're not famous. I know, right?
2: <laughs> um, but they actually, um, these documentary people found him and got him to like redo the role Mm. Like so, they interviewed him and talked to him about how you know that stuff and his film career and things like that. Then they actually got him to they completely reshot that scene where you know Luke takes his helmet off to show that hey, this actor could have done it and there would have been nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you change like at the last minute? So um, that that's kind of cool. And they got sued over that, did they? Yes. <laughs> and then a uh, a court said, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Good. Uh, mm. I also discovered some other stuff as well. The guy who, who um, George Lucas went to, to mold, to make the original Stormtrooper armor in mm. uh, episode three, mm. not episode three, episode four. Um, he kept all, the, all those molds and makes Stormtrooper armor. Oh really? Yes, you can get um, original Stormtrooper armor for like, what did I say Jen, one and a half thousand pounds?
1: Yeah, so about three grand or a bit
2: more. But it's original full kit Stormtrooper armor. And LucasArts tried to sue him over it because, you know, can't use my IP. Mm. And um, basically, uh, they tried to say that the Stormtrooper armor was a statue, which means it comes under copyright. Yeah. And he said it's a functional movie prop, which comes under, like,. Basically, he made it, so it's his. Yeah, and um, the court's like, he made it; it's his. It's a movie prop, so he's like, "Yay, I get to keep on selling my stormtrooper (laughs) power arm, uh, my stormtrooper armor," Um, and it's pretty cool. But it's weird because he's got like little bits of detail from, um, like, when he was like the backstory of getting involved in Star Wars, Mm. and it's got some of the like concept art because they basically just said. Make some armor. This is kind of what we're thinking of. So he just handmade everything. Yeah. And showed George Lucas the concepts, like mock up helmets that he'd done. Some of them look really weird. <laughs> like, you know, they've got this ventilator running around their chin, then going vertically up past their head with like stupid antennas and stuff like that. It's like, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It
0: looks so wrong. <laughs> Imagine that
2: coming at you. I know. It's just like, ah, oh, get it away from me. Um, so whenever. Um, people go around in their Stormtrooper armor if it's actual original genuine stuff if you just google original Stormtrooper armor the website comes up probably came from this guy and it's sweet but expensive I want it
1: (laughs) of course it's expensive he's the guy who made it to begin with (laughs) Mm.
2: I want it so much anyways we should go on to a music break
3: Mm.
2: you've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix radio show and we will be back after the break
5: between You and I by Keita Alexander. Staff of UNE and UNE Life are encouraged to get together for a little bit of exercise and team-building experience in an interdepartmental futsal competition. Kicking off at 12pm on Wednesday, the 4th of September, there will be four rounds of futsal held in Sport UNE's Campbell Hall. So grab your team of five-plus subs and nominate yourselves by the 30th of August. Please contact Reese Porter from Sport UNE on six double seven three one seven one six. 1716 for any inquiries? You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Time for some more music. This is Subliminal by Navi.
4: Sorry for keeping you waiting. I know that I'm wrong. I and I'm sorry, don't have a good reason to turn off my phone. The girl, she's pretty But you can't change the mind Of a mirror that's made
3: it up
6: Two. My hands are shaky, just looking at you It's 3 a.m. now, everyone's leaving And I'm just frozen I gotta catch you in the street While you're trying to leave, yeah At the door of your car With my heart on my sleeve, yeah Listen, I don't always act this way Usually I would have more to say I let the moment get the best of me you feel my nervous energy I don't always get myself up. Simple Cause I don't know you The way I want to And I get inside my head
0: Welcome back to the UNEX Radio Show on TuneFM 106.9. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I almost started with the intro there. <laughs> so that's why I was just like, wait, stop.
2: Um, uh, <sighs> I've been trying to find interesting stories. Uh, Planetside 2 is merging the Australian server with the Japanese server. Oh, uh, tomorrow. Oh. What
1: is PlanetSide Two?
2: PlanetSide Two is a free-to-play um, massive shooter, where basically you've got three teams on this huge map, and whichever team manages to conquer the entire map wins on that server, basically. Okay. But this isn't like you hop in and win. This is like a battle that goes on over a week. Hmm. And you okay. you know you join in, fight, leave, and hop in some other time. It's it's a lot of game. Um. Other yeah. other minor news. Um. Mortal Kombat Eleven mm. has the Terminator in it from the Terminator movies. Oh, okay. They're using Arnold, a likeness of Arnold Schwarzenegger for mm. it, but they're not using his voice. Oh, okay. Which is sad because Terminator is Schwarzenegger's voice. Yeah. Um, Do you know, actually, that um, he speaks with an American accent now? Okay. And whenever he goes on – and be, but because his old accent is so iconic and everyone wants it, he has to go through with his um, accent counselor to relearn his old <laughs> accent to be able to perform with it on set.
0: Oh, okay. It's
2: like, oh, it
0: feels bad. Yeah, it's sad that he's like has to be so Americanized. Mm.
2: But, I well, mean, no, it, the
1: thing is, he moved just, he's to li- America, so you know, you lose your for, original accent.
2: He's lived mm. there for so long that he's lost his old accent. But I mean, um, he is also—is he still the governor of California? Uh, I'm not sure. He was. Oh, uh, he's like he was given a. He was given a. Um, actually, there was an, uh, this hilarious thing about it. It's like he was given this honorary by the um California and then you know like other like other people that he was like a major patron of said you know oh you know whenever you come here we'll always have a place for you and like when he was you know younger back then he was like this is awesome and really took advantage of it um like a year ago or a couple of years ago when things were going rough for him he you know tried to cash in on those mm. and they wouldn't speak to him so he did a pho- he had a photo shoot of him you know Lying homeless on a cardboard box at the front of all of these places that said they'd, you know, have a place for him. Yeah. So, um, you know, ouch. Yeah. So, um, uh, octopath trav, octopath traveler, Mm. um, is having a crossover with Final Fantasy Brave. Oh, yeah. Exvivius? Exodus. Ex- it's E-X-V-I-U-S, they've written there. Oh. I don't know what that is. No, wait.
1: <laughs> it's a thing.
2: I know. Um. So, have you seen No Man's Sky? Yes. So that game has been, you know, had a lot of work done to it. And people are actually saying, it's actually pretty cool, mm. it's pretty good now. Um, but I have to say, is like, the one thing that really gets me with it, it's like, I don't care if the gameplay is awesome, its UI looks terrible because it's built for a console. Yeah. And that really puts me off of it. Okay. Is that something that gets used? like, if a game's UI is really just...
0: No, I don't huh? really think about that all too much, really. Okay. Like, I like graphics and stuff. Oh, not graphics. I'm um, gameplay and stuff a bit more than graphics and UI and stuff like that. I mean, if it's absolutely terrible and you can't find anything, then that's a bit different. But Mm. if it's just slightly off because it's supposed to be for a different... Platform. Yeah. That doesn't really bother me too much. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's each to their own.
2: Yeah. I do find it very... Um... um, Uh... Vexing? It's just annoying. (laughs) Because... Because, um... You know, if your UI is designed with the mouse and keyboard in mind, there's a lot of like creature comforts, you know, mm. scrolling that does stuff and things like that. Yeah. You know, things that you just sort of automatically assume work. to work because those are the conventions that just work. Mm. But, um, um,
0: well, I mean, it's okay if it's laid out for, um, AI, um, the UI is laid out for an ex- like an Xbox or something, mm. but add those little things to the PC version. I reckon, like make it so you can scroll down through a list mm. instead of just holding the down button. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. Um. Other games news. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Fortnite player, um. So Fortnite added mechs a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? Fortnite just adds random stuff.
0: They added mechs in their season 10? Or, no, wait, season X. Yeah, ah, because they spelt it X. Cool now. Instead of 10. Hmm.
2: And, I mean, uh, if
1: you're going to use Roman numerals, just, you know, go all Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but see, that's too. X is cool. Other Roman numerals are confusing for people. Season V I I I.
1: Oh no. Makes sense to me. <laughs>
2: My mother's favorite line in a, um, it's like an old, it's like Hercules Disney animated TV show. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the apocalypse happening. Someone's running around just, like, screaming, somebody call IXII. And she just cacked it whenever that line played. And me and my brother didn't realize so long until we realized that IXII is 911 in Roman numerals. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, well, this, I guess it's funny, Mum. <laughs> sure.
0: Uh. See, I love how they do throw in a little bit of adult humor
2: mm. in there. In like, Disney does it all the time. They just yeah. add something that... Disney and Pixar, yeah. Hmm. Just add, why are they two separate companies? They don't do anything without the other. <coughs> I Disney, know. Disney is incapable of having an animation studio. And Pixar, I mean, Pixar does some of their some of their own stuff pretty good. Hmm. So. Um, but they do a Don't
1: lot. encourage Disney to buy Pixar. <laughs> uh,
2: didn't they own them? No. No? No, I don't think so.
0: Oh, Okay. I always thought it was Disney's Pixar. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Miss? I think so, like.
1: Michael, person with Google.
2: Who owns Pixar?
0: Yeah. yeah. I thought it was always Disney's Pixar. Like.
2: Oh yeah, okay. It Disney. Is? It is Disney. It's okay. since,
0: since when?
2: <laughs> Good old Google searches. Good old Wikipedia. Mm. Wikipedia, you are the best. Are uh, a subsidiary of Walt Disney Studios? Ah, oh, that's right. Pixar is the animation was the animation wing of Lucasfilm. Oh, okay. Um, it was the graphics group part of the Lucasfilm computer di- computer division before it spin out as a corporation on of its own in 1986 with funding by Apple. Co- by Apple Inc's co-founder Steve Jobs, who became the majority share. He was the majority shareholder of Pixar. Jeez. I mean, might as well. hey. Uh, Disney purchased Pixar in 2006 at a valuation of 7.4 billion by converting each of Pixar's each share of Pixar's stock to 2.3 shares of Disney stock. Oh. A transaction that resulted in Steve Jobs becoming Disney's largest single shareholder at the time. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Apple owned Disney. <laughs> uh well, see, he was the largest like individual yeah. to own a piece of Disney. It's entirely possible that there were other corporations that yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, but basically Apple owned Disney.
2: <laughs> wow. I did not know this now you do now I do Apple and Disney now now we know why there's so many problems in both directions <laughs> uh,
0: um imagine if that went down a rabbit hole hey
2: <laughs> oh my you know Apple what you know what are Disney interesting <laughs> you know what are interesting um Disney films what their war their World War II propaganda animations that they did because mm. Disney got done um, got roped in by the army to do a lot of propaganda films. Yeah. It's like, um, so like, uh, Fantasia 4000, one of their really weird animated, like, it's it's an animated mess, basically. Yeah. I don't know what goes on in it. Um, Basically, the reason that happened was because they had all these different animators and people working on, like, projects who mm. all got yoinked by the army, so they wound up with like a bunch of partially completed animation <laughs> projects. And like, yeah. why not mash them all together and call it a thing? Jeez. Add a score to it. And it's like, it's so weird and interesting at the same time going and reading the um, like history of Disney during that time. Because they turned out some interesting stuff and some really weird stuff. Um, which is, um, you yeah, know, it's part of the history. I mean, you yeah, know, it's cool. Mm. Um, do, do do do. Uh, Blizzard released World of Warcraft Classic.
0: Oh, yeah, they did that is, what yesterday? Yeah, I
2: think. Um, no wait. But what was it? But it's so popular that they don't have the server hardware to actually keep up with the demand, so they're telling people it's like, "We're sorry, but the WoW Classic servers are overcrowded. Please don't connect right now." Jeez. It's actually a problem.
0: I mean, I mean, they should have had an idea of how many people were going to want to jump on it.
1: Not Mm. really, because you only think about it. You don't know, you know.
0: Well, they had. How much
1: of that community was still, you know, strong?
0: They had um, like pre pre basically pre-orders for names on it. Right. So
1: yeah, they probably should be better prepared. Mm.
0: So, like, you, you get all the people there, times that by two mm. Mm. or more, mm. and that's how much you should have been aiming for. They actually probably did that and still had more people.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They totally did. um And I've, I've like, I've seen YouTubers who have been, like, you know, I've made, you know, World of Warcraft characters specific. I'm paying for their subscriptions specifically so that I can have that name. Yeah. It's like, I don't play this character, but I've got that name. (laughs) It's like, bruh. Why? (laughs) Uh, Oh,
0: I guess it's like so somebody else doesn't think that they're them.
2: Mm. Hmm. No, I think, like, a couple of Yogg's cast players have them. And Mm. it's just, like, cool names that they liked. (laughs) Like, you know, Killer with nothing around it. Just Killer. It's like he owns that name because, you know he's got the character with it. Hasn't played it, Mm. but, you know, he's got that character. Um, Oh, yay. Account linking for Destiny 2 is now live. Oh, okay. So now if you've got Destiny 2 on Blizzard, you can now link it to your Steam account. Okay, I might have to do that this week. Mm. I might. I mean, Destiny was alright, but I never really got,
0: like, Into it. That into it. Yeah, my friends are playing it, so... Yeah, well, there you go,
2: then. That's the, um... That's sort of the catch, isn't it?
0: Yeah, though I feel like I've been a bit left behind (laughs) type thing. But, you know, it doesn't take all too much to catch up, really. Yeah? Yeah, it's basically, like, when, like, the new stuff comes out, Mm -hmm. they make it really easy to, like, level up so that you can catch up in levels and then, like, do the end game stuff. Which is really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Hmm. Okay. I
2: mean, it's not a bad game, but... I think what we might do is we might go to a music break so we can formulate our ideas for a question of what makes a game, like, truly, really good? Because there's a lot of games that people will just say, yeah, that's awesome, Mm. you know? People really love the original Star Wars Battlefront too. People really like... Mario, people really like, oh, what's other stuff that people like? Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. People really like Pokemon. Mm. Like these are all so many different genres of games. That there's not one genre that people just love. There's got to be something else in it. Mm. And something that is popular across a large enough group that each one of these games will have a properly significant co- Skyrim. Hmm. That's another one. That's a cult classic that I should have instantly gone to. Pong. (laughs) Pong. Um, uh, Alien for the Atari. Um, So, yeah, that's what we'll talk about next. What makes a game truly great on TuneFM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show. We will be back after the break. TuneFM, independent student media.
7: in my pocket. Got freedom in the tank. Got country on the radio. A couple bare feet on the dash. You know where we're going. Somewhere off the map. There's a blacktop we can burn up. We ain't looking back. Cause I got wheels spinning around. Put the pedal. Across the floodways with you next to me, chasing down the sunset up on
5: And it's time for another curious fact. I think I'm feeling a bit curious. What nation produces the most vanilla? Well, the majority of the world's vanilla is actually of the vanilla planifolia species, more commonly known as bourbon vanilla, vanilla uh, or Madagascar vanilla, which is produced in Madagascar and the neighbouring islands of the southwestern in Indian Ocean and also some of it in Indonesia. Hmm. The majority of the world's vanilla comes from a small number of islands in the Indian Ocean. There you go. You're listening to 106.9 Chin FM. Uh, It's good to be with you this evening. I hope you've had a wonderful Monday. Let's get back into the music. Bad Guy by Billie Eilish.
6: In your
2: cologne you're listening to Tune FM on a 6.9 in the Unix radio show and that was a song that was yeah that that took a weird turn at the end there. We we all like when it stopped and
0: cu- like cut out and then cut back in, we all stopped and looked at each other and went, uh,
2: uh Maybe that's something we we'll have to talk about. What makes a great song? So
0: not that. <laughs> heavy <laughs> drums, heavy metal.
2: Yeah, more heavy. Oh, I was playing Squad in this um there's this guy who set up a thing which streams audio directly from his computer through his audio driver into the game. Oh, yeah, so it doesn't go out in th- speakers yeah. into a mic, which makes it sound horrible. So he plays really, really high quality music through the in-game in-game voice chat. But he like plays different music for each like faction he's playing as, yeah. So like the British, he plays marching music. So I got to hear that. And then we went on to the Russians mm. and he started playing Russian metal. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Oh, it was like Russian, I just like, got some guys was like, what was that music? I like, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Following on to my question at the end of last segment, um, what makes a game great? Is it like, you know, Amazing story? Is it amazing gameplay? Is it, you know, modding support? What is it? I don't think it's personally like
0: any features or anything mm. of the game itself. Yeah. I reckon it's the immersion that you get from the game. Mm. That's my answer.
2: How immersed and. Yeah. It. How much you can get into it. Yeah. Mm. But that in-
0: ties into like story and pacing and stuff like that. So. Like, not necessarily graphics and stuff like that, but mm. sto-
1: mechanics more.
0: Yeah, but making sure the mechanics meld well with the story. Mm. Like, having mechanics explained by the story. Yeah. Like, for instance, in Sekiro, the death rebirth mechanic is explained as part of the story. So, okay. which eases the break of immersion. Yeah a little bit compared to, like,
2: other games. Hmm. What about, you know, so basically I think the first thing we can really throw out is graphics. Mm. Graphics do not matter to make a game great. Yes. Some people complain about graphics and complain about other things like that, but I feel like they just... They, uh, they want to have but, a nice big graphical game that they could say, oh, yes, my SLI 2080 Ti Supers can monstrous any day and just, you know, gloat on forums about how much money they've dropped on a PC.
0: I, I will s- rebut that with it makes a slight, like, impact because, you know, if you have very terrible graphics, Mm. you're not gonna be as immersed in a game as a game that has really nice graphics.
1: I feel like that goes down to art style though.
2: Yeah, like... Art style is the more significant. If you actually have a good art style that works with your game, works with the setting, works with your story, it just works. Because if you have an art style that doesn't make any sense, Mm. like um, imagine Sekiro, but uh, cel-shaded like Borderlands. Yeah. I don't think that would work, would it? No. It really wouldn't. No. Um, or something like Octopath Traveler. It's, I don't like, even know what to call its art it's, style, but it's, it's special for sure.
0: 2D pixel art-ish, uh, not really pixel art, but like 2D sprite,
2: like old gen sprite mm. things. But it's got a really classic and icon- I would say iconic art mm. style. Yeah, it's, like, I can look at that a screenshot of that game and tell you what game it is. Yeah,
0: because no, not many people do games like that yeah. anymore.
2: Or you know, the cell shading art style of a Borderlands game. Mm. Something like that. It, it's very recognizable. Games games aiming for hyper-realism don't do it so well because they don't have an art style. Yeah. They just have realism. Realism and that's pretty and also boring. Yeah. <laughs> um another thing is is like, you know, you mentioned your ge- your great game that you just mentioned instantly was sekiro mm. i'm pronouncing it wrong every time and differently every time it's great <laughs> um a game has to be challenging mm there's no point in just playing a game and just being like yeah you know
0: i want woo uh, woo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you need a sense of
2: accomplishment mm. type thing yeah like, um, I'm playing X3 at the moment, which is a very niche game. Mm. Very niche um, sandbox space sim game. But it's horrifically complicated. <laughs> but as soon as I get anything to work, it's just, like, party time. <laughs> you know, I may have spent 10 hours to get it to, like, you know, fly to a space station, pick up ores, and sell it. But damn, is that an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> But in that case, um I can the reason why it is an accomplishment is because you're fighting the game all the time. Because you don't understand the game. Mm. Which is why it's not a great. It needs to make sense while be challenging. But and I stuff. mean,
1: isn't that part of the challenge is figuring it all out? Otherwise then, you know,
2: Yeah, well, except for the fact that um when most games you call having a learning curve, X has got more of a learning wall. <laughs> <laughs> with like teeny tiny little steps so you can, you know, feel like you accomplished something. Mm. Um, So, you know, other things are like, gameplay has got to be a major concern. Yeah. Graphics, basically, you know, these days we've got lots of developers looking at, we just want graphics to be perfect. Mm. So games these days look beautiful, but uh, gameplay often suffers. Mm. And story often suffers because of it. Yeah. So it's like, I think if you've got a great game, um, story and gameplay have to, you know, typically play off each other. Yeah. You You can get away with phenomenal game with not very much story if you have phenomenal gameplay. You can have a phenomenal story and not a lot of gameplay, but that does sort of... Miss the point of a game? Yeah, they're supposed to be interactive, so interact with them. Yeah, um, like Mass Effect is, you know, uh, it has its issues, but people see it as a a great trilogy because you know its gameplay feels all right, but you know you've got this big space epic going on. Mm. See, uh, another thing that I
0: was going to say is not having bugs. Like graphical yes. glitches and
2: stuff like as that. As soon as, as soon as, well, like that's you saying, why I said immersion. Yeah, you need to be able to get into it. And if you're playing Andromeda, and the persons you, you know, the person you're talking to is standing there, but their face is, you know, two meters that way. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of, you know,
0: kind of yeah. like breaks it a little bit, type thing. And goes ah oh, ha ha. Yeah. Rather than oh, this very, it might be like a very serious moment, and this is mm. like,
2: hmm? yeah, or you know yeah other things like that but then you have skyrim which is a cult classic mm. but then again i think part of the re- one of the reasons why skyrim has managed to hold that position is because all of its bugs could be fixed by mods can you imagine a you know i don't think skyrim would be notable at all if it didn't have modding support oh yeah if you couldn't mod it and you couldn't fix it it wouldn't be remembered mm. much like I mean, Fallout 76 shouldn't be remembered, but it's going to be just because of how monumental a stuff-up it's been. Yeah. Fallout
1: 76 will hold a special place in everybody's heart where, you know, this is how much Bethesda can really stuff
2: up. Hmm.
0: It could also do, like, the whole No Man's Sky thing, where it's very terrible on release, but, like, two years later it's, like, a fairly decent game.
2: Well, we have to hope, don't we?
0: Hmm. But, you know, that's only, you know can only be seen in time. Mm.
1: Well, the only problem with that is the fact that instead of going from, you know, they released it horrible and they've been getting better, it's actually they released it horrible and they've been getting kind of worse. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, they've only got a couple more months to hit their one-year anniversary. It released uh, 14th of November 2018. Really? Yes. There we go. It's been out for a year. We've been bagging on this game for a year. Yes. Oh, my God. Like I said, it shouldn't be remembered, but it is because it's terrible. Mm. Like, the reason No Man's Sky has, you know, retained some semblance of an image is because they've been trying to fix it. Yeah. Because, like, everyone's like, this is a piece of garbage, just forget about it. But they've been doing everything they can to fix it, which is awesome.
1: Bethesda has not been doing that for their game.
2: Or they've been trying to add more stuff and just... um,
1: Failing hard.
2: Breaking it, yeah. Yeah, it's like you add something new, but the old thing breaks. Yeah the or, new
1: thing breaks as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, um another thing is is like I think a un- unless it's like a actual like surprise hit like PUBG or Fortnite, I would say for the most part um m- multiplayer only games have a have it a lot harder to get to that yeah, like status.
1: That's because they don't have any story, really, or anything like that.
2: Yeah, like... Uh, the sto- they don't have well, substance. They, 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 they rely entirely on, on gameplay. Yeah.
0: It's all gameplay, and the ve- story, because of the way that the game is, is, like, very much, like, loose f- threads hmm. type hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's, like, it's hard to cobble together a proper story when all the people are focused on is gameplay. Hmm. Especially when you can sit there and mash a button and skip all the dialogue. Yeah.
2: That's, like, the best and worst thing to ever happen to games. Like, look, we spent all of this time and effort and money crafting stories. Like, um, I was talking about a game, uh, Driver San Francisco. That game has 250,000 words of dialogue in it. Mm. It has more dialogue in that game. And this is a racing game. Than Mass Effect 2, oh, which was released at the same time. And Mass Effect 2, if you're familiar with the series, is a space opera where you can go to all sorts of different places and have all sorts of different conversations. Mm. A racing game has more dialogue than it. <laughs> but, you know, what's the point of having all that if you can just mash A to skip?
0: Mm. See, what I was thinking of is, like, MMOs, like um, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV, mm. where it's like you go to a point, so they, like, try to talk to you, and you're just like, nope. A i wouldn't
2: A to accept the quest and getting out of here.
0: Basically. And, like, there's so much, like, dialogue and deep story in those types of things. Mm. But, like, you know, you can just
2: go, nope. And yeah, just ignore it entirely. And then uh, go kill your five things and come back. Hmm. So people that, things that I've been reading here have been, like, you, know, you look at a game like... Um, but
1: then you've got things like, you know, Deus Ex, where, you know, that story is... So grippy that you will actually stick around for oh. whatever story mm. you can get. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. See, that's just the thing. It's like how strong the story is.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, um, this brings me into another thing. Is like, you know, you can have great story and less gameplay. Like in the Batman Arkham series, where it's a lot of story and not a lot of gameplay because you don't have like multiplayer and stuff yeah. like that. But then you have uh, they they say GTA Five which has story that keeps you around and a multiplayer scene that keeps you around. Mm. Actually, that was, a, that was a big conundrum that I had. I saw my Steam library and it said, you know, GTA Five is, you know, affordable now, and um, Gothic Armada 2 is affordable now. I am like, <gasps> you've made the right decision. Gothic
0: Armada. <laughs> you have made the right decision. We've put a lot of time into GTA. Hmm a lot of time. At least we didn't sink a lot of money into GTA.
2: Yeah, that's the danger, isn't it?
0: Yeah, they are very good at trying to make you buy their microtransactions.
2: That's another thing as well. I think GTA probably does it well enough that you can play the game and play the multiplayer and enjoy it without dropping a lot of money on microtransactions. Yeah. Whereas other games try to monetize their games too aggressively. Like um
1: that's UEA. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh Respawn's game. Um um yeah. Apex Legends. Yeah. Now they <sighs> released their, yeah, yeah. Like Fortnite, they're releasing seasons. Yeah. This season has a bunch of new loot crates that get you exclusive stuff and one, there's one item which is this axe, this melee weapon mm. where you have to have every single other item in that collection. You have to have gotten items from all the loot boxes in order to get it. Mm. It costs a total of 170 US to get because you have to buy each individual loot box to eventually be able to get it. Jeez. That is probably a bit too aggressive <laughs> in, your, um, in your, you know, uh, mm. monetization. Yeah. Then again, Respawn has been doing such a great a great job. EA's like, yeah, we know you're making great games and you love making quality stuff, but uh, you're not screwing your players hard enough. So get on, get on that. Well,
0: I, I did see a story this week about a disastrous a- a- AMA that they put on. Mm-hmm. They um, Oh, I forget exactly what it was on that they were doing it through. But um two developers took it upon themselves to have an AMA.
2: What is an AMA, sorry?
0: Um just um asking questions and oh, stuff like right. that. Yeah. It's like Ask I,
2: us questions. So they, they put it forward to a community forum, right? Yeah, something yeah.
0: like that. Um so at the start they started using um like sarcasm and stuff like that in their posts. Um but that turned around to bite them on the ass because mm people took it out of context both accidentally and deliberately mm. where like you know you could definitely see that there was a, there was supposed to be a sarc-
3: uh,
1: sarcastic
0: yeah sarcastic tone to like what they're saying mm. um, like they even having like parentheses like opposite like uh, like words and then you know opposite meaning like haha good joke guys. And then, like their whole community, like not their whole community, community, but a lot of them were like, "Oh, you you guys are just dirty, like money grabbing, like rah rah rah." At I,
1: them. I think that's the thing on the internet is that you know people can you know explicitly say this is sarcasm, and then people <laughs> be like, "You mean this?" And like, no, it's sarcasm.
0: <laughs> See, but they um, the developers, um, like the, the comments were getting like really personal towards them and the, um, developers, the two that were on there, um, started making personal, well, not like to every single person, but like started being personal back, Hmm. which copped a huge amount of backlash to, um, like the company as a whole because these two people, they're like, you know, staying late on like a Friday afternoon or like Friday night, you know, where they could be at home and stuff, decided to take it, like, I don't know if they took it upon themselves or like they were like, okay guys, you guys are going to do an AMA. Um, But yeah, like like the comments just started getting like really like aggressive towards them, calling Mm. them like, you know, pieces of bleep and,
2: yeah. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Stuff Very that we, unpleasant.
0: Stuff we can't repeat on the radio.
2: Typical internet forums.
0: Yeah, basically. Wow. And then they just retaliated back and then like, mm. you know, after it all, like the next day.
2: Massive crap slinging fight, basically. Yeah,
0: they um, had to issue apologies and stuff like that. Mm. Because the internet population can be like absolute pieces of, you know. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh if you're there's a lot of
1: hate out there
0: yeah. Oh, yeah but if you're a developer on the other side you can't say anything bad because that's bad on you and how dare you
2: well to be fair you know there's one thing of you know having stuff thrown at you and there's another one there's an, it's another thing entirely to just jump right on in you mm. know if people are saying mean things to you on the internet there is no reason and there's all the reason, no reason to, to res- retaliate in kind, and all the reason not to, mm. not just from you know a professional point of view, but also just because that's the better thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, be the better person, as it were.
0: Yeah, but you got to also understand that these are actually people, and people get mm. pissed, and oh, yeah. like even like you know might have like have you ever thought of like you know seeing a comment on youtube and you're just like you are wrong and like uh, like mm. you, you like you think to yourself this person is completely wrong and like you know you would tell it to their face type thing you yep. see,
1: the problem is, is that if, you know, somebody calls you out on your, you know, your lies or something, there's a, instead of, you know, responding that, okay, yeah, maybe they were wrong, they will go straight to name-calling or threats or, or something like that.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think it just escalated further and further and further. It wasn't just like, oh, you're a bad person. No, you type thing. Yeah, I think it, like, slowly escalated as, like, the time went on and you could – There's probably like you could probably see places where like the developers are getting like more and more tired of what's going on in the chat. Mm. But like I haven't like seen the actual chat myself, but, you know, I can just imagine that it's like it wasn't just like uh, all good, all good, all good, bang. It's just like this slow curve into like I'm getting sick of this Mm. type thing from the developer's side. But they had to issue an o- apology and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that was great for them. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Fun times.
0: So, yeah, respawn. Yes. <laughs> Make f- f- Titanfall
2: 3 already. <laughs> yeah, please. Start development on that. Hmm, for sure.
1: Just nothing with EA. <laughs> we do not need Titanfall that, 3 with EA.
2: That's the sad part is that they're owned by EA. Yeah. so yeah their monetization is completely controlled by them. They don't really get a choice in it. Mm. Um, in other news, I just discovered an article. Ryzen's 3000 series, their third gen processors. Yes. Um, have like almost outsold the entirety of Intel's CPU range recently. What? Um, so, Basically, a manufacturer. uh, The latest stats from the German retailer Mindfactory for the month of July showed that AMD sold 79% of all processor units Mm. compared to 21% for Intel. Um, AMD's top selling chip was the Ryzen 7 3700X, and the sales of that one single processor weren't far off equaling the sales of. Intel's entire CPU range. Oh, okay. Um, so that one... It's like over the month of July... In this one In place. this one month in Germany. And mm. to be fair, Germany likes their tech. Yeah. like the, I've had German visitors come over here and they're like, Australia like, doesn't know what tech is. Yeah. It's like, we do all sorts of cool stuff with tech. It's awesome. Mm. Like The guy had a business taking old Wii remotes, you know, the old stick yeah. Wii remotes, taking the, um, the motion sensors out of them because apparently... The gyros in that thing Mm. are hugely over-engineered for the application and builds them into high-end drones. Oh. Like, they are really useful for very high-end drones because you can get them cheap as chips because nobody wants them anymore. Mm. Um, But anyways, um, that one CPU sold the same volume. It sold 80% in volume of the entirety of Intel's CPU range. Jeez. Intel? please sit up and realize that, oh, crap,
0: you've got competition. They do. They really do. It's just, you know, in these types of things, it just takes a little bit
2: to reply. Well, they, just, they just released Comet Lake, like another mobile CPU. Oh, they're releasing I- the, Ice Lake soon. It's, like, side by side with Ice Lake, apparently. Well, It's, like, or I, I get confused with Intel um, Intel's... Uh, ice lake is
0: the 10 nanometer one that they're producing now Hmm. so it's the one that should come out probably 2020 i'm not too sure yeah look it up on google if you want at home guys but um yeah that's (sighs) i'm pretty sure yeah it's supposed to be like ice lake is the newest one that's about to come out
2: Hmm.
0: that's in the future
2: in the future you know what's you know in the present right now is our music break. Mm. At TuneFM 106.9 brought to you by the Unix radio Show and we will be back shortly
8: I got pressure She called me Diamond on the weekday so much pressure that's why this song be stuck on replay i got pressure she call me diamond no time for mistake too scared for writing you know i dream this reality since i was not young in write down who i be and now the manifestations coming in why you acting like what? Now why you acting like that? Put your thoughts into the universe And she gon' bring it right back You so on yourself Mama, you don't need that No, you your biggest critic, girl Best believe that what, what? Best believe that Best believe that Cause why? Wow, I needed to hear that Emma. Think it will be the death for me And my pointless stressing won't be the remedy for my Motivation that I feel I need Ooh. I got pressure She call me diamond on the weekday Got so much pressure That's why this song be stuck on replay And I got, I got pressure She call me diamond on the Track your bobbin is a G part too and what's that? think it will be the death for me my pointless stress it won't be the remedy for my motivation that i feel i need ooh. i got pressure she called me diamond on the way day ooh, she called me ooh, she called that's me. so much pressure
2: We're back. Yeah, welcome back to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix radio show. And and totally not just, you know, trying to reach between so many different things at once. Um <laughs> and around his microphone. Yeah, I've got two screens on opposite so I've got to stretch up my arms and airplane not messi- around. Airplane around, not messing up the um the Arma- the <laughs> The the voice mixer, the yeah, the the Amada. We don't want to mess with the Armada, guys. Mm. I think you can, people, our listeners, can probably tell that we're you know getting a bit out of it. It is, it is holidays. Yes. Um, One of us may or may not be sick. Yeah, you yeah, know we're we're all tired. Um, so yeah. Beginning... Uh, Bat- Bat- con- that's, uh,
0: continuing I'm, the conversation
2: from the beginning of the show... I've been trying to think of the name
0: of the game.
2: <laughs> Battle Fleet Gothic, Gothic Armada 2. 2. Yes. Which okay. is based
0: on um, the Warhammer 40k
2: series. Hmm. Now, it's on sale at the moment. It's also for free for the next, like, couple hours. I think seven
0: hours or so?
2: Yeah, about that. Um... It's really good. First off, um, so if you if you're into um, Warhammer at all, mm. and you know want to have a cool game, it's pretty cool. Just just you know putting it out there. If you're not into Warhammer, you might not understand the factions and some of the backstory of it, but it's still pretty cool. Mm. All right? Because you got because I don't know a lot about it. I know enough to kind of recognize the factions. Except for the new stupid names that they've added to some of them. Oh, don't get me started on the names. Um, so, militar. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Um, so, let me just check its Metacritic score, because this is the first time I've actually lo- done this. All right, it has a 77 Metacritic score with well, a 7.6 user score. So, 77 out of 100, 7.6 out of 10. <laughs> It'll so. be fine for 7.6 out of 100. <laughs>
0: Like, man, nothing like, went wrong. Ow. <laughs> I wonder mm. if a game has got that low before. Yes. Anyway,
2: that's a story <laughs> for another time. We might co- do that next week. Find their um things. So um, the RTS, seg- it's got two sort of segments. It's got a grand strategy overworld segment where you're seeing, you know, the different planets you have in the wider sector. Mm. So the introduction to the game and the um, main part of the tutorial is set in this sector called the Cadia sector. Yeah. Big fortress sector. They don't like people being there. Bad people are there. They want to kick them out. Yeah, get those filthy demons out. Yeah, got to get rid of them filthy demons.
0: <laughs> um, Some people are going to hate <laughs> you for saying that, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're demons. What do you expect? Uh, people like playing demons. People are
2: weird. To be fair, the demons are kind of cool. I guess. Now the Chaos Marines kind of look cool. Mm. Yeah, they're you know cool red armor, Mm. being angry and all that. (laughs) Angry and rage. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I'm so angry.
0: The Warhammer universe is just so colorful
2: and Mm. oh my god, is there so much to it? There's, There's a lot to it. It doesn't. It hasn't to me at least when I've been playing it. It hasn't been, like, bombarding me in lore. Oh, yeah. It's just enough, like, it adds enough, like, background lore through a cutscene or two to sort of explain the significance of this spot. Yeah. So it said, you know, this place you're fighting over is called Cadia. Cadia is a fortress planet hoarding, um, which is fending off the hordes of horrible demons. Yes. Don't let Cadia die. (laughs) Spoiler alert, Katie. It dies because, of course, it does. Whenever something em- uh, opens like that, oh,
0: that has actually been one of the that that part in the Warhammer lore hmm. is literally one of the biggest things that has happened for a very long time. Okay. Basically, like, they had, like, weird, like, there's a weird warp world, mm. right? That's, like, a mirror-type thing mm. to the human, like, the material world.
2: Wibbly-wobbly and angsty.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, when Kadia fell, that just literally, like, exploded to, like, three times the size mm. of what it was. Mm. Like, so basically, like, this thing was, like, this one world that you, you, like, you might think one world in the grand scheme of things is insignificant. No, it was keeping like most of the bad things at bay for a very long time. Bad, bad <laughs> things go back in your horrible hole. It was keeping bad things in bay at bay for about sixty mil uh, sixty millennia.
2: Mm. So yeah, it's kind of sad that it breaks, and it breaks spectacularly. Mm. Now the game is set on a two D plane. When you're fighting, you don't have you know full three D movement like you do in something like Homeworld. But to be fair, there's so much going on that you don't really want there to be. And I'm talking about, like, I'm fielding a fleet with, like, I'm fielding, like, six ships, and there's a lot going on. (laughs) Ah! So, um, you've got different ships that are very important. So, you know, this isn't a game where bigger is better, per se. Mm. Because, for instance, I went in there with a fleet of um, just three cruisers and a destroyer. Two cruisers and a destroyer. Yeah. I didn't have any escort ships. Now, in this game, escort ships are kept relevant, you know, because they're teeny tiny, basically don't do any damage because they don't have very big guns. One of them doesn't even have guns. (laughs) Um, But there's a uh, a stance that you can set your ships to, which is called running silent, which Mm. basically means your ship is cloaked until it fires. You know, they can't detect you on their sensors, basically. Yeah looking out a window is just not done in the 40k <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Nobody got time to look out a window. Oh, well when you
0: think about it like what what is descri- like what is like, you know, what looks to be like very close is in, actually a long. It's probably like 60 ks away or something.
2: Yeah. Um Vastness so, of space. I know, right? Um,
1: yeah, but I mean, there's nothing out there to hinder your view.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, to be honest, there's there's actually a lot of things out there to hinder. There's a lot of effects going on, mm. but, um, anyways. So your scout ships have a sensor pulse ability, which allows you to see them. So basically, if you don't have that, you got problems, <laughs> which I discovered. Um, fortunately, the fleet that I was that I did that stupid thing with was a mechanicus fleet. And they've just got a lot of um, AoE abilities. So the only reason they didn't die horribly was because they, you know, I get an idea of where the enemy ship was and just dump an AoE ability. It's like, (laughs) I don't know if it's there, but just shoot there anyway. (laughs) So most of the game was probably just Mechanicus wildly firing just (laughs) in any direction they could. It's like, we
0: don't know where it is.
2: For me, that's the funniest thing because I hate (laughs) Mechanicus. Mm -hmm. Um,. It's got so many gratuitous moments, like when you pull off the perfect ramming maneuver and just, you know, you know, come into someone's you know side and just smash right into them. Because that's a good thing that of Warhammer ships, they you know the Imperial ships, they look really good for ramming.
0: Yeah, they literally look like the basically take the bow bow of a sh- is it the bow of a ship the front bow part, of the ship turn it upside down, and it's like armor plate of, it some more and, and ram stuff
2: with it. And it's made of metal. Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, go full speed. Mm. You just look at the enemy and go, ramming speed. Ramming <laughs> speed.
2: Yes. You've got to tell them to brace for impact, though. Oh. Because if you don't do that... Um, <laughs> Well, you can ram people before bracing for impact, but you take more damage and your morale plummets. Uh, okay. But the good thing is, if your morale plummets, you can use a command ability where you literally just execute someone on your ship and morale goes out. Yep, good old Commissars. <laughs> good, good old 40k right there. It's like, oh, you're all sad. Boom. You sad now? <laughs> no, sir, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just imagine,
0: like, not bracing for impact and the guys down in engineering just bouncing around. <laughs> like, we
2: are so sad.
0: Like, um, bloody bouncy balls. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, no, wee. Um, and then you've got, like, the beginning of the campaign. You get given a fleet from each of, like, the major Imperial factions. So you've got Imperial Fleet, Astartes, and Mechanicus. Mm-hmm. I basically just used Astartes and the Imperial fleet because Mechanicus had abilities that I required, like aim. <laughs> <laughs> also, I had this really bad habit of running them over. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanicus ships don't like being rammed. and uh, <laughs> By a friendly fire? I shot torpedoes into them, rammed them with a cruiser, which, like, totaled it. <laughs> and it's like, if I lose the flagship, that fleet's just gone because, oh. like, all of their morale will just plummet if the flagship goes. Yeah. Um, I do like... It's like when you select a ship and tell it to move, you know, all RTSs, they'll have like a voice line that plays. Yeah. Just this background noise. I do like that each individual... um, Each individual like faction of ship that you get to control has... You know, they might have very similar abilities that do very similar things, but their flavor text is very different. Yeah. So, for instance, Imperials, you know, you just execute a dude. Morale comes back. Um, uh, Mechanicus have, you know, rousing speech, which just doesn't sound as cool. Mm. Or like the Astartes ships, they have an honor the chapter where they just yeet themselves at the um, and board an enemy (laughs) ship. It's like, that's it. He's like, it's not even a very good boarding action. You just like throw more men at it, (laughs) (laughs) which is great. Um, So if you like um, a sort of a 2D um, strategy game with lots of like cool details and fun voice lines and all sorts of neat ramming and stuff like that. If you like ramming speed, I like ramming speed. Don't ram space stations. Space stations do 400% damage if you ram them. Oh, I was going to say, what happens if they're enemy base stations? Well, I tried to ram a space station, then noticed the fact that it said, oh, by the way, if you ram the, the space station, you take 400% damage because it ain't moving. <laughs> what happens if the space station rams you? Well, in the... in the um in the tutorial, the first, the introduction to the game in the tutorial, you can base what is basically a space station with an engine and ram it into stuff. So enjoy. It's fun. Nice. <laughs> Gratuitous ramming, even though it moves like a freaking bus because it's a space <laughs> station thing. But it's got guns. It's got guns for days. So oh, jeez. Anyways, um, Nick, I've got a very special request for you. No. <laughs> Jen, would you like to plug... Nick's not allowed to do it today. Yeah, Jen. Jen. Why don't you plug tonight?
1: All right, plug-in time. <laughs> yes, I don't have to do it for once. <laughs> I thought you liked plugging.
0: Oh, my voice isn't there all there today.
1: <laughs> okay, so tomorrow night, as per usual, we will be at the Stro. I'm not entirely sure what we'll have set up. It may be just a regular setup.
2: It might be lightweight because... It's holidays, and, you know, we like holidays too, but we don't get holidays because mm. we're busy. Yes. Doing stuff.
1: So, you know, we'll probably have, you know, VR set up, maybe a couple of computers. We'll have the Switch set up as per usual. I don't know if magic people will show up. Are they they,
0: they probably will, knowing them.
2: Well, I'll yep. make a Facebook post about it, and I'll put it in our new Discord as well, mm. which I've also linked on our Facebook. So if you have Discord and want to hop in, not a lot's happening there, I will admit. I'm just doing, you know, notifications and things like that. But hey, yeah. it's cool. We got a Facebook. We got a Facebook and a Discord. Check them out. It's great. Yep. Um,
1: Board games. Food.
2: Thanks. Sausage sizzle. Yes, food. Because yeah. we will actually die if we don't get food. Oh yes. It's like you know. Before uh, the new clubs and societies manager showed up and she said, it's like, "Hey, I'm doing all sorts of cool stuff." That was like the reason we did it cuz we got food. We didn't even get free food, we just paid for it like <laughs> not everyone else. But now we get like cool things like clubbies events and nice stuff. If you ever want to get into it, involved in a club, do it now because the new fellow is like awesome. Mm. He's throwing free food at us. Yes. I love free food. <laughs> and he's taking us out to a holiday resort in Coffs Harbour next year. Mm. And that's an annual thing as well, so it's cool. Woohoo. Exciting. Anyways, um, I think that's the show. I think that's the show, yeah. You've been listening to the Unix radio show on TuneFM 106.9. It's been great having everyone, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye! Bye! Bye.